girl. Welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast is all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Girl, buckle on up because you are in for such a treat with this episode. It is a mashup all about building confidence and believing yourself with one of my favorite humans, a woman that I admire so freaking deeply. Her name is Jamie Kern Lima. And if you're not familiar with Jamie, she is the founder of It Cosmetics, which I'm sure you've heard of. She sold her company to L'Oreal for $1.2 billion and then became the first female CEO in L'Oreal's history. But what's so amazing about her story is like so many people told her no. So she really had to build up confidence when people didn't believe in her vision, when people doubted her dreams. And also she really had to just build up that belief in herself that even when it didn't make sense on paper, she could accomplish the things that she had on her heart. She's literally one of the most inspirational speakers I've ever heard. If you were at Empower Her Live in 2022, you know, she surprised our audience at our first live event doing one of the most fire keynotes I've ever heard in my entire life, really pouring into this community. And I'm so excited to announce she reached out and wants to come back to Empower Her Live 2023. So she was our newest speaker that we're adding to our lineup for our event here in Denver, September 22nd through the 24th. She's got a brand new book coming out about worthiness, which is a topic that I know so many of us, maybe you can connect with this, like we really need to step in to why we're worthy of building lives that we're obsessed with. And Jamie is the queen of this. So enjoy this mashup. If it resonates with you, will you please tag both of us on Instagram at Jamie Kern Lima and at Keisha Get Mary so we can hear your takeaways and your feedback. And if you have not yet snagged your ticket, you want to come hear from this woman. Like I want you to be in this room to get to connect with so many women, have so much freaking fun and get some clarity and just confidence in yourself. But honestly, buying a plane ticket to get to Denver to come hear from Jamie will literally change your life. Just this one speaker alone, let alone the rest of our lineup. And also just personally, I'd love to squeeze you in person because let's be real, we connect on this podcast, but like, I want to be in person with you. So if you're interested in snagging your ticket to join us September 22nd through the 24th, head to empowerherlive2023.com and jump on it, girl. Now, without further ado, let's dive into this epic mashup. You're going to freaking love it. I thought my whole career, and maybe you've like thought you're going to do one thing or another job or another job, or you just don't even know yet, or you think you're in your right thing right now, but you're not sure, right? So most of my life, from the time I was little, I'd watch Oprah every day. And, and, and I thought for sure, I my whole life I was going to grow up and I was going to do a talk show where I share other people's stories with the world. Like I've always, like I knew that since I was the time, you know, I was a little kid. Um, which is why that video and the fact that I even just taught a class with her, I still cannot process that. Like I haven't processed it. (laughs) Like I haven't processed that yet. But anyways, I always knew that was what I was going to do. So I did like all the jobs, right. To try and, to try and, 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 um, and, and pay my way through school. And so like pushing all the grocery carts in the grocery store parking lot and bagging groceries. And, um, in college, I sliced meat in the deli. Um, and, and waitress at Denny's and, and so many different jobs. And I eventually was in my dream job, uh, that I thought I was going to do the rest of my life. I was in uh, Portland, Oregon, 
uh, anchoring the news. You got some people from Portland in the house. Yeah. Um, and I was like, this is it, you know, this is it. And, uh, and I was live on the air one day and I heard in my earpiece, uh, from, from the producer, there's something on your face. There's something on your face. You need to wipe it off. You need to wipe it off. And you're, you're live, right? So you can't like talk back <laughs> and you're like, you're supposed to, you know, keep sharing stories with, with everyone, uh, and the news. And in the commercial break, I looked down in the compact and I knew what it was. Um, I had hereditary rosacea, which for me gets very bright red. I get bumps everywhere. And, uh, and, and I looked down and at that day, it, it, my face looked like the desert with cracks in it. Um, and this red coming through. And all it was, was the makeup was breaking up under the hot HD lights. And I tried so hard to cover everything during the break. And then it went back on and he's like, it's still there. It's still there. And I'm like doing the news. I'm like hearing in my earpiece. It's still there. It's still there. And so I, I was about to, and started entering this big season in my life um, of self-doubt. Uh, it was a season that felt like setback, right? Because I'm like, I'm in my freaking dream job right now. And like, I'd be live on the air. Like, am I going to get fired? Like, like I'd be having thoughts. Like, am I costing the, the station ratings? Like our, our viewers changing the channel right now, like the whole time. Right. Cause you all know when, when we let our head, right. Like get out of control. We're not aware of it. It can get so loud. That self-doubt can get so loud. And that narrative was playing over and over and over and over. And it was so loud. What I didn't realize and, 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 and this is so important because this has now happened to me many times in my life. Um, it, what I didn't realize is so often the seasons that feel like setbacks um, are actually setups for, for, for where we're supposed to go, right? Even if they're painful and even if they don't make sense and even if we don't see it at the time. So nothing's working. I'm like, this is crazy, right? And I remember the day I was at, I was at the station anchoring the news and I got this like feeling, this gut feeling like, well, if, if you can't find anything that works for you, what if you create something like if, if it works for you, it's going to help so many other people. Right. So it was like this feeling, like, you know, that inkling you get that knowing like, huh. And then what happens five seconds later, while I have that feeling, my head is like, oh, but you got no money. You know, no one in beauty, you're not qualified. You like all the stuff, right? <laughs> so it's like, I was living in this place where my, my instinct or my gut or my intuition was saying like, what if, and it felt, it felt like, like it was telling me, but my head was like, oh, uh, -uh. you know what I mean? And I stayed in that place for a while and, and, but I couldn't shake that feeling or that knowing, right? And as I went on and on, one thing big happened. And I just want to share this because um, so many of you and, and maybe some of the speakers have talked about, uh, uh, you know, identifying your why for your business. A lot of thought leaders have amazing books on it also, um, on identifying your why. You see so many people that have a goal, but they never attach a real why to it. And so it never comes to, to fruition because if you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, right, that's the thing you lean on when it's tempting to quit. And, uh, and, and by the way, now I've had the, the blessing of meeting tens of thousands of entrepreneurs and most of them, they, they, their business never actually lasts. It never, their dreams never happen. And a lot of the times you guys, it's because they have a why that sounds good to everyone else, but it's actually without them knowing it's actually not deep enough and meaningful enough for them to truly like, like lean on when times are tough. And so. 
And so what happened, and this was before I even knew this, okay? This was before I even knew this concept. It was literally pure grace. It was a God moment in my life. I got this why that was so powerful. And, 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 and here's what happened. So I was like, there's a moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is crazy. How is there thousands of makeup companies and men work for me? And then I'm like, oh, well, I've actually never seen a makeup company put a woman with bright red rosacea and, and bumps everywhere saying like, look at this product, right? Like never seen a model like that. And, and this was in um, 2007. And I was like, wait a minute. And I had this moment where I realized my entire life, I would see the beauty commercials on TV and the ads in the magazines. And like, I loved them. Like I loved them. I'd be in the living room like, oh, you know, and I've eight trying to do the same thing. And I always aspired to look like that, but they actually always made me feel deep down inside like I wasn't enough. And I had this moment sitting there at the news anchor desk where I was like, what if it's not even about the product? What if I can figure out how to make a product that it works for me and, 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 and helps a lot of women. And, and, but what if I actually use real people as models, like every age and shape and size and skin tone and, and, and people's skin challenges like I have? And, 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 and what if I try to shift that definition of beauty in the entire beauty industry? Like, like for every little girl out there who's about to start doubting herself and, and, and every grown woman who still does. Right. So I got this, like, for me, it was like a God sized why. And I felt it so deep and it meant so much to me, right? And, 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 and before I share more, I just want to say for you right now in your, your business, in your podcast, in your dream, in your goals, in your relationships, whatever it is, um, you know, I could have just had a why that said, Oh, I want to solve skin challenges and help so many women. And that would have been true. But the years of rejections, the years of not being able to pay myself. I don't think I could have survived if that why wasn't more meaningful and deep, right? And so whatever your why is, when you leave Empower Her, um, take some time and like peel back the layers on it and go, okay, but what's the why beneath that, right? A lot of people are like, oh, I want to set my kids up for college. That's amazing. But let's peel that back. <laughs> what is the deeper why for that? Right? Is it that I want to be the first in generations to show my kid what's possible? Is it I want I don't know what, right? What it is for you, um, but it's got to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And by the way, even for your business and for your business goals, a lot of times your why, or you can have a great mission for your company, a why for your company, but your why a lot of times has nothing to do with your business for why you're going to go all in on it and really take the time because I've seen so many tens of thousands. Uh, of entrepreneurs and their, their dreams never come to pass because they actually haven't done that piece of it. And she's in there working and we're like trying to figure out how do we, how do we get all this off the ground, right? We were a couple years in and still no money, no orders. It was so, so, so tough. And, and I eventually got a call that Sephora was willing to meet with me. So I flew out to um, San Francisco, went to their headquarters on Market Street. I'm going to cut a long story short, but it was one of the most painful no's I've ever gotten. And I remember I already felt like I didn't fit in. It's a whole thing. Anyways, I, I, I remember walking out of, of, of this high rise and getting in the elevator and I was surrounded by other people that worked at Sephora, right? And I freaking love Sephora. I would spend my Denny's tip money to shop there. You know what I mean? Like I love it. And I was like, okay. but it was the most painful no, you guys, because I didn't know how we were going to survive. And I didn't want to call Jackie who left a way better career 
right? To take a chance and, and call Paulo and say, it's another no. And, but I went alone because we couldn't afford more than one plane ticket. So I'm in the elevator surrounded by Sephora people and like tears. Have you ever had tears and you're holding them back so much? And I'm like, I'm a CEO. I cannot cry. I'm a CEO. I cannot. Like I was trying to like ride the elevator down to the bottom. Hot mess. And I, I, I ran, walked out of the building and around the corner on Market Street and just freaking like sobbed my eyes out all over this brick wall, like against a brick wall. And I called Paulo and Jackie and I was like, it's a no. And I didn't know what we we're going to do. Right. But every time I got still and I was like, God, I don't understand this. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to keep going, but everyone's saying no. And it's not just like, we're not, we're, you know, we're not even selling online. And then every expert's telling me no. And like, is my gut wrong? Is my gut wrong? But every single time I would get still and, 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 and I'd pray. And by the way, this can look like anything it looks like for you, right? No matter if you believe in God or the universe or whatever it is for you, I believe every one of us universally has a knowing. And when you get still, when you get still, you can hear it. And I believe your gut is always more powerful than anyone else's advice, right? Always. And so I kept feeling like, and, and this is important. I'm sharing this with you because when you go through this in the future, I want you to remember these stories, okay? <laughs> um, I, 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 cause, and let me, let me qualify that. Every person who goes for their dream is one of the brave ones. And when you're one of the brave ones, I don't know anyone who's one of the brave ones that it didn't come with lots and lots of rejection and lots and lots of no's and lots and lots of setbacks, okay? I don't know a single person. And I've had the blessing now of meeting some of my greatest mentors. I never even could have imagined meeting. It's all that everyone shares that. And so I don't know who needs to hear this today, but when you're getting a rejection or a no, or no one's liking the post or no one's listening to the, the show or, 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 or another, another publisher sends a, a thanks, but no thanks. Don't feel like it's you. Don't feel like it's you. Feel like it's you and me and Keisha and Oprah and every single other person that's one of the brave ones willing to go for it, okay? Willing to go for it. And one of the things I love about, uh, uh, one of my favorite quotes I should say about uh, Jay-Z. Jay-Z says, the genius thing we did was we didn't give up. It's like, sometimes that's just the genius thing. You know what I mean? That simple. So cried my eyes out on the brick wall, and then <laughs> called Jackie. So I'm crying on the brick wall. I call her and, and Paula, and I'm like, it's a no. And, you know, they're trying to lift me up, but I also know what that no means to them, right? And I decided, though, y'all, and so did Jackie, right? Jackie left such a better career to take this chance because her gut told her to, even when it didn't make sense, Right? Paulo, my husband, same thing. And we're just like trusting that knowing, trusting that knowing. So we keep going, we keep going. And uh, 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 and I had sent my products. This was like a couple years in now. Um, and I was like, okay, all the department stores and the beauty stores keep telling me the same thing, okay? And this is important for you because so many of you in the room are doing something that's unique to you. And when you're doing something unique to you, by definition, it means it's never been done before. And here's the thing. Let me break this down. When you're doing something that's never been done before, do not be surprised when experts and even touted visionaries can't imagine it's going to be successful. Because even though they believe they're visionaries, subconsciously, they only can see things being successful that already have been successful in the past. Okay? If I had known that lesson sooner, y'all, I would have saved myself so many nights crying myself to sleep because I'm this girl trying to do things different in the beauty industry and every single 
expert, all the department stores, all the, the beauty retailers are all telling me the same thing, right? They're like, your product's great, but it's not going to sell because women will not buy makeup unless you use, they'd always say these words, unattainable aspiration. You have to use images that are unattainably aspirational, meaning like not real. <laughs> we can never look like, like, you know what I'm saying? And I, I would say to them, I get that's how it's always been done. But what if women are tired of buying products from people that don't look like them? You know what I mean? What if? But here's the thing. It was not personal to them. They had numbers to hit. They had sales goals to hit. It wasn't personal. They just thought I couldn't make the money. So they didn't believe in what I was doing, right? So I literally felt like I was staring my own fear straight in the eye when he was saying this. But what happened in that moment is, is why I'm going to share this story with you, why I'm sharing this story with you. Because I'll never forget this moment, y'all. When he said to me, I just don't think women will buy makeup from someone who looks like you with your body and your weight. I got this feeling like right here, so strong. And I remember it like it was, yes. I can feel it right now like it was yesterday. I got this feeling that said, he's wrong. I just had to pop in here real quick because isn't this mashup fire? Like Jamie is not only one of my favorite humans on the planet, but she's one of the best keynote speakers ever. And oh my gosh, I just adore her. And I wanted to take a second and plug her because she has been so supportive to me and to this Empower Her community when she was at Empower Her Live last year. And the fact that she wants to come back and just pour her time and energy into this community, it's just everything to me. So let's support her. One way that we can do this is if this episode resonates with you, tag both of us at Keisha Get Mary and at Jamie Kern Lima on Instagram with any of your takeaways just to show appreciation to her for pouring into us and just sharing how excited you are that she's coming back to this event. But also, I want you to snag a copy of her book if you're resonating with this because her book is all about worthiness. It's literally called Worthy, How to Believe You Are and Transform Your Life. And I told Jamie I really wanted to get behind supporting her in this book because I think worthiness is a topic that is not talked about enough. You can have all of the tactical steps to build your dream or you can feel inspired to take action. But if you don't believe that you're worthy and that you're capable of stepping into building a vision of your life that you have placed on your heart, then you're never going to get out of your own damn way and do it. So this book is really important. So we're doing something really cool. If you go to worthybook.com slash Keisha, K-A-C-I-A, you can not only pre-order a copy of her book, so you'll be the first to get it when it comes out and you can really support Jamie, which is so huge because obviously she's adding tons of value to you right now with this episode, but also you're going to get a free live coaching call with Jamie and I to a group of women that also pre-order this book. And this is going to be so fun. We're going to kick off 2024 with this. We'll announce the dates later. But I just wanted to proactively plug this because I just want to support this woman who has poured so much into this community. And she's so freaking awesome, isn't she? So head to worthybook.com slash Keisha and snag your copy. Now, without further ado, let's dive back in. And when I look back on that moment, right, what really, really happened is this guy gave me a no, but God gave me a knowing, right? This guy gave me a no, but, but God gave me a knowing. And, 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 and every, and I believe, by the way, I believe our relationships, our friendships, our, our business, our entire calling on our life often comes down to which one we listen to. Do you listen to the no's or do you listen to your own knowing, right? 
And it is life-changing when you start to intentionally hear both of them and decide which one am I going to turn down the volume on and which one am I going to turn up the volume on, right? Because every single one of us has had somebody look us in the eye and in whatever way, shape, or form say, you're not the right fit or, 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 or you don't have what it takes or, and by the way, sometimes this is people that love us the most, you know, like you can have well-intentioned family. And some of us have family that are like, Oh, people like us don't do things like that. You know, who do you think you are? What do you think? Right. All the things, right. And sometimes we're the ones telling ourselves the hardest nose, the most brutal nose, the most brutal rejections. Right. And that's our head. Right. Sometimes we're the ones telling ourselves no's. And here's what happens. If you do not intentionally, and so many of you are, are, are so young in this room, younger than me, and that makes me so excited. But also, if you're 50 years older than me, it makes me so excited because it's never too late to start this in your life. I wish I had learned this so much earlier, okay? That, that, that when you let your self-doubt get loud and you don't intentionally turn down the volume on it, right? you risk ending up talking yourself out of your own truth. You risk doubting yourself out of your own destiny. You risk never becoming the person you're born to be, right? And, and, and sometimes this is easier to see in other people, right? So just for a minute, think about, think about back home, wherever home is for you, your peer group, your friend group there. Think about y- your family your loved ones, the people you were raised with, the people all around you. And, and just for a moment, if you know someone in your friend group or your, your, your family group who has been listening to all the no's, all the rejections, even the ones that, that they tell themselves, right? Uh, 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 to the point where, and maybe it's been for, for days or weeks or months or years or decades, to the point where they're literally going to talk themselves out of their own potential. How many of you know someone like that? Raise your hand in your peer group, friend group, family group, everyone, right? And it's easy to see it in someone else, but the most important thing is to see it in ourselves, right? My real story is a girl who went from not believing in herself to learning how, but it's still, it's still a journey. Every single day, I have to intentionally turn down the volume on my self-doubt right now today, every single day and intentionally turn up the volume. Because here's what happens. Here's what happens if we don't start doing this. We literally start to live our lives hiding in plain sight. And I want you to stay with me for this on a minute, for a minute. Like for me, here's what I mean by that. By the way, hiding in plain sight, it means you could be the biggest extrovert in the world and you could walk into a room and carry the whole conversation. But if no one knows how you're really feeling, and what you're really going through, you're hiding in plain sight, right? You can be someone leading an amazing team and your business is hitting numbers and you're crushing it. So you're going to play it safe and not do the big, crazy, wild ideas you actually have on your heart. That's hiding in plain sight, right? You, you, you can be on a call with your boss or your team and, 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 and not share that idea that you have just in case it sucks. There's so many ways... Don't even get me started on dating (laughs) and in friendships. There are so many ways you can walk in a room. Jackie and I have had tear-filled conversations about this and how even in our 40s, still 
have to be mindful of this. There are so many ways we start living our lives hiding in plain sight, right? And for me, I remember the moment it happened. And maybe some of you will connect to this. I remember I was, I think I was six years old in the classroom. And tell me if you've had a moment like this. I remember the first time I knew the answer and I didn't raise my hand, right? And for me, it was like, oh, what if it's wrong? Or what if I made fun of? Or what if I no longer feel like I belong, right? And then what does that look like today? That looks like, oh, I want to write the book. But what if no one reads it? Oh, I want to launch the podcast. I want to do the, I, I, I want to launch my business. I want to make a new circle of friends. I want to go up to someone and empower her and say, hey, do you want to um, hang out? <laughs> right? But we start to hide in plain sight. So many times, y'all, what happens, right? I would replay, like, I, I don't want to, but I hear that. I hear what he said. And I would have to intentionally turn down the volume on it. And turn up the volume on that moment I felt that knowing that said he's wrong, right? And I did that with every other rejection, right? I started embracing, embracing rejection. And I, I, I will go into this another time, maybe vacation sometime, but when you change your relationship with rejection, you change your life, right? It's so important. And right now I can stand up here and tell you like, I get rejections every day because, you know, sometimes they come in the form of like, oh, you're not invited to this party or, oh, they, they can be big, small, whatever. I literally am fearless about rejection now. Like it does not phase me and it is so freeing and powerful. And when you literally reassign a different meaning to rejection, like for me, when I get rejected, I'm like, oh, rejection is God's protection. Um, and I believe it, right? Um, Oprah says rejection is redirection often. Um, I also, what I shared earlier, when I get rejected, I'm like, oh, this is a good reminder. I'm one of the brave ones willing to go for it. So I almost see it as this, 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 this exciting thing. And I literally will decide to believe it because I'm like, oh yeah, this is a reminder. I'm still going for it. You know what I mean? And it's like, when we do that, it is the fastest way to empower yourself and to not let things like that hold you back. So a bunch of models that had the same look, same skin tones, and they look 12 years old. And I'm like, okay, but that's not why I created the brand. Like, what if I put women in, in their 70s and 80s and like uh, and like someone in their 20s struggling with acne. And what if I show my own bright red rosacea on national TV? And and they were mortified, like literally mortified at this idea. And and here's the thing, they wanted me to win, right? They were giving me the best advice they knew how. And even when you follow that format, very few people make it past one airing. So I literally was so stressed out. I flew out to QVC a week before the airing. I sat in the rental car out front of the building, praying, crying. I'd seen on an Oprah show, she ran the track singing I Surrender All when she couldn't get the color. So I was like singing I Surrender All in the car, (laughs) hoping that would help. I was like trying to have God take it from me because I sat there, y'all, and I was like, okay. And sometimes we know, I know you can't fake authenticity. I know that, 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 that in your businesses, in your dreams, in your goals, in your life, while authenticity alone doesn't automatically guarantee success, I know that inauthenticity guarantees failure. I know it's impossible to have a connection with another human being or a customer if you don't show up fully you, which is the whole reason you got to stop hiding in plain sight. Anyways, fully you. So I know all those things, and yet I'm sitting in that car, and I'm like, well, if I try it their way, maybe it'll be inauthentic, but maybe I'll make some money and I won't go bankrupt and then I'll try it my way, right? I'm having all these thoughts. 
but I knew I got one shot. And I don't know. I, I remember sitting there imagining who's my customer. Like, who is that woman? I don't know if you've ever, ever even done this online. Sometimes when you can't see that person yet, I'm like who, who is my customer? And and for whatever reason, I kept imagining a single mom in Nebraska folding laundry who was way too busy to remember that she's beautiful and that she matters. And I had this moment in that car where I'm like, if she's going to bless me with two seconds of her precious time and look up at that television, like I want her to see women who look like her and, and see me calling them beautiful and meaning it. Even if she buys nothing, then sell a whole crap load of product and stand for nothing. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. <laughs> like, but, but how often do we know what to do? And we're still like, oh, but what if I'm wrong? And everything's on the line. And I remember walking into, I'm walking into the studios and, and, and seeing the clock on the floor that was set for 10 minutes. And then I learned you're not guaranteed 10 minutes. Like, like if you're, so they know by the second, if you're hitting numbers, if you're a minute or two in and you're not hitting numbers, you might think you have eight minutes left. Uh uh-uh. Your clock jumps to one minute. So I learned that. And then I was like freaking out, right? And I remember the moment the cameras went on. And I remember I had practiced in my bathroom mirror this demonstration. Jackie's going to laugh at this. But I had practiced so many times. We had actually together where the other top selling department store considers, um, they start creasing and ours didn't. So I was, I'd done this a million times. I go live on the air and I'm doing it, except I'm freaking the F out of my business. So my hand's like this. I was like, eh. and the host is like, thank you, sugar. And she like took over. And I remember the moment my bright red bare face before shot came up. And I remember walking over to real people, ages, shapes, sizes, skin tones, different, all different skin challenges uh, like I have. And I didn't know how we were doing, but I knew I wasn't cut yet. And we got down to like a minute left. And the host says, the deep shade's almost gone. The tan shade's almost sold out. And I'm like, and then at the 10 minute mark, this giant sold out sign came up across the screen. I start crying on national television and, and they like cut from me and went to Dyson vacuum or something. And, and I'll never forget. My husband came running through the double doors of the studio. Jackie was one of the models, by the way, my husband comes running through the double doors of the studio. And I'm like, real women have spoken. And I was like sobbing. And he goes, I thought, I thought he was going to come give me a hug and like empathy. And he just looked at me and he's like, we're not going bankrupt. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and that one airing y'all turned into five that year, 101 the next year, eventually 250 live shows a year on QVC. We built the biggest beauty brand in QVC's history. And it is to this day right now at this moment. It's crazy. And I only share that because for years they said no, right? And not just no, no, you're, you're not the right fit. And here's the thing, okay? You remember Alan Burke, right? Who said, you know, you're not the right fit for us or for our customers. So after we launched on QVC, Alan became one of my dearest friends, biggest champions, greatest mentors. He still is right now. He was like fascinated by like, wow, you're doing things different. You're, you're committed to it. It's so different than everything else. Like, and he just got on board and he was so valuable to me in his mentorship. And then when he retired from QVC, he'd been there decades. When he retired from QVC, we hired him in, in a paid position on our advisory board. So the guy that rejected me was now working for me. 
I don't know who needs to hear this today, but no one can tell you you're not the right fit. Mm -mm. No, you have to trust your gut, listen to your knowing. I remember this moment. I think Jax was with me. And I was like, like, like the guy that called me rejected now calls me boss. <laughs> and we we're like, but it's like, seriously, right? No one can tell you how big your dream can be either. No one can. And after that, we started growing and growing and growing. We got a yes from Ulta Beauty and, and grew to the largest makeup uh, in their luxury division there. We got a yes from every department store, from Sephora. Every single no. And by the way, some of them, y'all, were years later. Eventually turned into a yes, every single one of them. And we started growing and growing and growing. And I was like, okay, we're going to take this message globally. So we started launching in other countries, we went to Sephora and Southeast Asia, all the, and I was like, oh, this is hard. Like every one of these countries has different regulatory compliance laws, HR law. It's so much. I'm like, okay, we can do it, but it'll be slow if we do it ourselves. What if we partner with someone that has like a hundred, you know, teams on the ground over a hundred countries. So I had this vision. I'm like, what if we partner with L'Oreal, someone like that, they'll, you know, multiply how quickly we can scale. And so we started meeting with L'Oreal and then they said no. A lot of people don't know this. They said no for a few years, right? And I kept feeling it. And I get, I get weird, y'all. Like I pray and then I still do weird superstitious things. Like I'd save every L'Oreal Google alert. I wouldn't delete it because I'm like, I know it's just going to happen. <laughs> like for years, just stuff that makes no sense. Anyways, L'Oreal said no for a few years until they didn't. <laughs> until they said yes. And they made an offer to buy our company that was so insane. Like when I was waitressing tables, I could have never even imagined but here's the thing about divine timing. Here's the thing, right? I believe every day, y'all, I pray God bring the right people into my life, have the wrong ones leave. Uh, uh, open the right doors and close the wrong ones, right? I believe in this, right? And I, I, when they finally wanted to buy our brand, literally after a couple of years of saying no, all of a sudden we started getting other offers and they were bigger. So I said no to L'Oreal, right? <laughs> <laughs> literally like I didn't even know how to say the, I knew how to hear no and not to say no but I did we said no to L'Oreal and then they came back with a way bigger offer and in 2016 they paid 1.2 billion dollars cash um for it cosmetics <laughs> his no hurt me right it hurt me and I thought he was gonna save me at that time and, but here's the deal. When I say like, for me, rejection is God's protection. I was so desperate when I needed him to invest. I probably would have given him the majority of the company for probably close to nothing, right? Because he didn't believe in me at that time or, or God blocked him from seeing, <laughs> seeing my worth, whatever it was. Uh, the day we sold to, to L'Oreal, I was still the largest shareholder of the whole company, right? So like rejection is God's protection. You see what I'm saying? And sometimes we don't know it at the time and we don't see it at the time. And, uh, and, uh, and so, 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 uh, the day that happened, by the way, changed Jackie's life forever. Um, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go over that. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and here's the thing I want to say that, you know, so many people say like, uh, how did you start with close to nothing and, 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 and build a billion dollar business like from your living room, right? It's like, yeah, I had people around me that were brave enough to believe also. Um, I worked really, really hard. 
I made the decision to get back up every time I got knocked down. I did that deep work on what is my why beneath the why and kept challenging that over the years, right? And I learned to hear my my knowing over all the no's. Eventually, we built a team of over a thousand employees. Uh, so many of them way smarter than me. Um, and 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 I did all those things, but like, how did I really build a, a billion dollar business from my living room? Like, I made the decision to believe that I could. And and my hope and prayer for each one of you today, right, with the dreams and the goals on your heart, even if you're in step one or moment one of a new dream, moment one of a new dream, is that you make the decision to believe that you can, right? And that you really, and I can't even stress this enough, the importance of, of, of surrounding yourself with people like Keisha, like Jackie, like everyone in this room who are the brave ones willing to actually, a lot of you fly cross country to be here for an event like this, who are willing, right? Who are willing to put yourself out there, to, to step into to, to all of who you are and to go on that journey. I surround myself with people that are that way. And guess what? They don't, their backgrounds are totally different than mine. We don't look like each other. We don't, we're so different. Like a lot of my closest friends have all different faiths, no faith, like, like, uh, but, but their hearts, they want to serve the world. They want to make an impact. But my point is you being here at this event, I, I, I hope you feel this in your soul that every one of us in this room, I don't care if it's the first moment of your dream or you're 10 years in or 20 years in, or you feel like you're 30 years in and it still hasn't happened, right? It doesn't matter. I hope you feel this and know this, that we're all the same. We're all the same. And when you have doubts and you have fears and you feel not enough, so does every single one of us, right? And when you know that, it gives you the power to feel less alone and more enough. And, and, it, and it gives you the, the power to realize like, oh, okay, like this is normal. And the dreams of my heart are possible. The dreams of my heart. And, 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 and when I look back at the years of rejections and no's and times I second guessed myself, had I not gone through them, I won't get into it here, but had I not gone through them, I would not have the skill set, the resiliency and the tools I needed to carry how big my dream was going to become. So that's those seasons of setback, those seasons where things just feel like they're, you're getting no traction. Just know, like, I believe they're for you. I believe they're for you because they're building the skill set you need, the resilience you need to carry the weight of the calling on your life. I believe that in every ounce of my being. So, so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend. Like, send it to her right now. Or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.